Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio episode 145. I'm sitting in the yellow chair about to carve a spoon and then I'm going to go spend some time this morning gathering wood from the edge of a local highway where there's no houses around and they just took down a bunch of birches. Um, but this is a wooden spoon geek out. So I wanted to talk about this thing that I was uh, noticing and able to articulate uh, with my apprentice, Dan O'Connor, this weekend at the Spoonosaurus gathering, uh, which is that I, th- um, I'm saying I'm a lot. There's a tendency when you are starting out spoon carving to not differentiate between roughing cuts and finishing cuts. And roughing cuts are much bolder and rougher and happen at the beginning. And they are used to establish the underlying framework of the spoon to get everything into alignment and to reduce the bulk, particularly around the rim. Finishing cuts are finer. They tend to be more overlapping and they're used at the end of the process. Excuse me. Um, and what I saw was that if you start with finishing cuts, which a lot of people starting out spoon carving start the process with finishing cuts because they haven't built up the confidence to go for those big, bold cuts yet, you end up sort of nibbling your way down into this spoon. Usually because you've left the spoon blank too big to begin with, you end up taking hours and hours to carve a spoon. The surface gets dry. It gets harder and harder as you go along without you even realizing that your caution is your enemy. So I think it's worth pursuing at the beginning of the spoon carving process, large, bold cuts that will establish the sort of basic curves that you want to see and push the bulk down and get you close enough that you can then gradually shift to more and more delicate cuts. But if you start, particularly on the back of the bowl is where I see this. People start on the back of the bowl and they leave this big lump on the back of the bowl and they try and sort of ease it down and ease it down and ease it down. But no, you have to attack it. You have to attack it and push underneath all of that as though you were, like, imagine you're trying to shovel a big pile of dirt. None of us would approach a pile of dirt and say, okay, I want it to be a much smaller pile of dirt. Therefore, I'm going to slowly scrape away the surface of this pile of dirt, sort of keeping it rounded all the time. No, you would immediately plunge your shovel into the pile of dirt and start really hacking away at it. And only when you get down towards where you thought you wanted to finish, would you start approaching it in any way, paying attention to the exact shape that you were creating. So think of finishing cuts in that same way. You're using a shovel. There's no point in keeping that pile of dirt nicely mounted as you reduce its size down to what you want it to be. Instead, you're just shoveling away, shoveling away, shoveling away as efficiently as you can. And only when you get close to what you deem to be the finished dimension, do you slow down gradually and start creating this the form that you want. I hope that helps people. Let me know. Instagram is best for reaching out.